Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. Andrea Earhart here, muralist, adventurer, and your host as I interview inspiring artists who are killing it in the art game to show you that it's completely possible to make a great living doing the thing you love to do. We highlight the business side of art to help you reach more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creative freedom. (laughs) Enjoy the show. This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process. From coming up with an idea, to finding a wall to paint it on, to pitching your ideas to businesses, and finally, of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals, the pitching, the whole bit. And now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn more. And that's it, so let's get on with the show. This week's episode features New York-based designer Corey Page Bloomberg of Corey Page Designs. (laughs) This girl, let me tell you, I'm so impressed with the way Corey shows up online and with her own art business. I thought that she was much older and much more experienced than she is just by the way she conducts business, but don't get me wrong. She has a lot of experience in having a mural in Wynwood and having worked with many businesses at the young age of 25. She's done so much so far and I can't wait for you guys to dive in on everything she has to say. Corey recently even designed her own car wrap for a business with colorful graphics that's sure to catch anyone's eye on the road. Her style is so fun and eye-catching, which is why I've been following her on Instagram for the past year or more. It's been a while. It's fun to meet the people we admire, and if you have anyone that you follow and would love to hear more about, please don't hesitate to shoot me a DM requesting an interview with you or someone you admire on Instagram. I'm open to any full-time artist, designer, muralist, anything in the arts that might help inspire you and anyone to pursue a career of their own in the arts. And I think Corey is just that. So let me know what you think of this week's episode with Corey Page Designs. You could just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. A little bit about me? Uh, Yes, yeah, if you could start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the art world. Sure. So my name is Corey of Corey Page Designs, and I'm 25 years old. I live in New York. I started my company um, out of my dorm room in college. Basically, I was a sophomore at Tulane University, and I was always into drawing. I've always been into art my whole life. And I posted a couple of my designs on Instagram and got a lot of great feedback. And 
I started to put my artwork on Redbubble, which is a platform that you can upload your artwork, like Redbubble, Society6, all those websites dazzle. And you can get it printed on leggings and phone cases, mugs, blankets, like all those things. So I decided, you know, why not make some money from it? I can sell my art on these products. And my parents sent out the link to their friends. I started to send out the link to my friends. And I started getting requests for specific designs for people, like personalized requests. And that summer, I made an Instagram for my artwork and started to, like, share what I was doing. And then I went to study abroad in Florence, and it kind of, like, started to pick up. Um, there was a store that saw my products. They wanted to carry it. So kind of, like, one store started to come, become interested. And once it started to, like, pick up and I was making more and more designs, and I kind of, it kind of, like, went from a hobby to a business. And now I'm doing everything full time. So it's four or five years later, and I'm living in New York City. I'm also, like, during the pandemic, I'm kind of home with my parents, too, on Long Island. And I've done like so much since then. Now, as you can see, I've been doing painting, but there's there's been a lot. So we'll, I'm sure we'll go through it as the interview goes on. Yeah. Oh my God. You're only 25. Wow. I did not know. That's amazing. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I love to hear that. So you you went to college for art. You said yes. I didn't end up going for art originally. I knew oh. that I wanted to like focus on it a little bit. But I ended up like halfway through college switching my major to focus on art because I loved it so much. I studied abroad in Florence and took all art classes. And I was like, why would I do communications when I can just be doing studio art classes the whole time? So I ended up switching and majoring in art. Yeah, because painting is way better than writing an essay. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> awesome. So what, what was the tipping point that took you from like school to professional artist? So I think that, I mean, I actually was still a student when I think that kind of happened, or I don't know if I'd say professional artist, but maybe more of like the business side of things. Like I was saying, once stores started to become interested in carrying these products, um, that's kind of how I knew it was like more legit and how I had to incorporate as a business because I, you know, I had to learn about wholesale and retail and manufacturing. So this is like less of like the fine art stuff, but I was still creating art to go on products. Um, and also when I created my first licensing deal, so that was like the same year, I think it was like 2015, I had just got to Florence and I was studying abroad. I remember like sitting at my desk and um, a kid's clothing brand company had reached out to me asking if I would create some designs for a collection that they were working on. So that was my first time being introduced to like licensing and collaboration. So I think like those two things during that time period kind of legitimized what I was working on. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Thank so you. What made you go into your specific niche rather than, you know, photography and all the other arts stuff? I don't know. I mean, I like love digital art. So I think that once I started like really focusing on that and I would draw and then I transfer my stuff to Photoshop and Illustrator and I became, you know, really skilled at like the Adobe programs. I was able to then learn how to use product templates and print my stuff on products. Well, I didn't do the actual printing, but I knew how to like do it in Photoshop where I would put the design in the template for leggings where it had like two files and, and I'd send it to the manufacturer. Um, but I would create these like bright, colorful collage designs that I didn't really see out there. And something that I was working on was like collegiate designs or designs for summer camps that people were excited to buy something that was like personal to them. So, yeah, I guess that was how it kind of started. Yeah, it just kind of happened. You just went yeah. with what, what you liked. Well, exactly. Yeah. 
That's so cool. How many hours do you spend creating nowadays? I think it's like totally a mix because some days since I basically run the whole business myself, there's no one really else. I have like two interns that help me and I have my parents, but I don't have like a team of people. So I'm pretty much doing everything when it comes to like all aspects of the business, marketing, advertising, like email blast, everything. So I wish there was like more time to create. And I have noticed that like the days that I am creating more, I'm a lot happier. And I am, I've I've started like getting into this painting journey as like you've seen behind me, which has been really exciting. I think I started painting in August. And now I've been able to dedicate some more time to that, which I love, but there are, there's still always time throughout the day where I'm creating, even if it's like an Instagram story or like working on designing a phone case or something like that. I do try and spend time, but there is a lot of time where it's just business side of things, which is frustrating, but I like to like fit in to creating as much as I can. Yeah. So maybe like five hours a day, maybe, or do you spend like certain days doing certain things? Honestly, like the weekends I love to create because like, because during the week, I feel like pressure from like, like more business stuff going on. And then I feel like the weekends, like creating for me is like fun and therapeutic and exciting. Like when the weekend comes around, I'm just like, all right, now I'm going to paint. Like, I don't have to worry about an email to answer or like an Instagram to post because people are, it's like their downtime, but I do spend a few hours each day creating. I love that. The weekends also are mine. Like that, that's when I try to work on the canvas commissions that are just yeah. like in my head. And it, it is mm-hmm. kind of a freeing thing, like not having obligations. Totally. To <laughs> that, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah. So I have just started getting into digital with Procreate on the iPad. Uh-huh. And many other artists that I know are start, starting to do that. What do you use? So I originally, I, have, I only had Procreate for maybe like a year or two now, but it's kind of like blown up in quarantine, which... I'll get to because I actually started teaching lessons for Procreate. But I originally was just drawing like pen, paper and Sharpie. And I would scan my art in and I would use Photoshop and Illustrator to like manipulate it and fix it up. But now I kind of like took that step away and mainly draw. I do use Procreate a lot. And even though Procreate's not vector based, like what Illustrator is, Adobe Illustrator. I don't know if you know. <laughs> okay. So yeah, because I'm I, like digital is like my thing. But I do use Procreate a lot. And I'll basically I'll transfer some stuff from Procreate to my computer to work on it in the Adobe files. I think that they just came out with an app for Adobe Illustrator. I haven't really looked at it yet. Um, But actually, during quarantine, I started teaching lessons for Procreate to like young kids, I would teach these digital art lessons. I think I taught like over 100. I haven't been doing them that much more recently. But like, right when it started when like kids were home and parents wanted like their have their kids have something to do. Yeah. I was like teaching half hour to hour lessons to kids like one on one like every like every day of the week. Oh, do you happen to have any like YouTube tutorial basics or any kind of like course course basics on how to use Procreate because that I've, I've made myself? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any that I've made. I might have posted like an IGTV GTV here or there, but there were some like when I would go on YouTube, like that's kind of how I would find out ideas for my lessons, like watching some other artists, procreate artists and what they do. There's one Lisa Bardo. She's really good. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Cause yeah. that a lot of people, I get that. They're like, cause it is a lot. Procreate is a, when you first get it, you're like, I don't know. I know how to draw. Yeah. That's about it. There's so many cool things to it. So. I know there's so many. Oh, yeah. I need to explore more and I keep updating the app. There's so much to do on it. 
<laughs> there is. Uh, well, if you ever decide to do any kind of like online course, let me know. Okay. Because I know a lot of artists who can I benefit. Know. I should get into that. I'll definitely let you know. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> so uh, can you talk us through your creating well, process? I guess you kind of did a little bit, but are there any little techniques that you've picked up? Like, I'm trying to see. I like kind of like wrote down notes. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> you sent me the questions before. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I originally was drawing on pen and paper. But when I wanted to transfer it to digital, I kind of just skipped that step and have been using Procreate and doing it digitally with my iPad and Apple Pencil. So I guess for people that have that, well, it depends if you like love drawing on pen and paper, there are people that like still love that. But like, I have been loving Procreate because you just tap your fingers and it deletes. You don't have to erase, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to worry about that. There's totally pros and cons that I'm sure all art teachers will say don't erase. But it's like, it's so different. Everything's digital these days. So like, I kind of wanted to like go with the times, like everything's digital. Um, so I think even for like young artists starting out, like learning digital, I think is like a really good way to go because I'm sure like nowadays when you get jobs, like having those skills is really important. Yes, definitely. That's definitely yeah. where, where we're headed, I think. Yeah. So um, is there anything you don't like to create without? Honestly, I feel like my phone, whether I'm listening to like a music or a podcast but also I try and like record everything I'm doing these days because I want to be able to share it on social media I've been using TikTok a lot reels IGTV yes so I try and like (laughs) I try and like bring my phone with me like I'll bring my tripod I'll start painting I'm like oh wait I need my tripod I need my phone to like try and record things like all the time and like today I wanted to post a TikTok and I'm like what should I do so I just scroll back through my videos and I see maybe like what I can like put together a video on. And it's good that I had my phone with me that I was able to record that stuff. Oh, I love that. I'm in the same (laughs) habit. Like I rarely paint without a camera on me. And if I, yeah, yeah, it's, it's so good for, for TikTok. So how are, how are you seeing, are you seeing any results with TikTok and reels? How is that going? Cause I am a huge advocate of those, a video right now. Yeah. So it's actually funny because at the beginning of, I keep saying like the beginning of quarantine when like Procreate started to blow up, I was using my TikTok just to like promote things I was drawing on, on my iPad. And I did like a post one day, comment your name and your favorite color and I'll draw your name. And like that blew up. Like I had two (laughs) videos hit like over a million views, which was so exciting for me. That's never happened before. So I was kind of sharing tips here and there. And now I've been posting a lot of videos on my paintings and behind the scenes packing and shipping but it is really cool and like I'll get an email or a DM that's like I saw your stuff on TikTok I really want a painting like how can I get one so I do like somehow see it translate um and I try and post like the products that I'm selling on there too there's definitely I don't know I'm sure you've seen on TikTok some like small businesses blowing up and getting orders and stuff from there I've gotten a couple but I haven't I don't think it's like been crazy but it's I'm trying to like share as much as I can and I like, keep going back to check my views and comments to see like if people are excited about it. It's like addicting. It's so addicting. I have to set a timer on my TikTok to where it kicks me off after an hour. Oh, I have the same thing. I have I have a timer and I just put a timer on Instagram too, but then I'm like, wait, I work like my work is this, so I can't but TikTok I have a timer on and I only let me I only let myself go on it like a little bit throughout the day. Yeah, that's so smart. We actually just had a question here. Um, yeah. 
It says, Corey, have you ever used Photoshop to draw? If yes, what are the biggest differences between Photoshop and Procreate? Because I know a lot of artists too, this is a really, really great question. Thank you for asking it. But I know a lot of other artists are wondering, they're like, well, I have Photoshop on my computer. Do I need Procreate too? Like what, yeah. what, what's all the things? In my opinion, it's like totally different. I don't think of Photoshop as a drawing app, like at all. I don't know. I guess you can somehow connect your, I guess you can connect your computer and your iPad, but there's not as there's like definitely not as many tools in my opinion for drawing like for photoshop photoshop i feel like is more for like manipulating photos and creating for me it's like creating instagram stories and it's like for me it's not really for drawing i, I don't know it's yeah. just not like i would rather use procreate there's a lot more that you can do on procreate there's like different there's brushes that you can use which is really cool like you can make something look like a painting on procreate like i don't know maybe i'm wrong i just i haven't really done that in photoshop as much but like if i were to create something maybe in procreate then i can send it to my computer i can put it in photoshop and that's where you can i don't know you can add like you could they're, they're all like you can use them all together all these apps but there is a lot of similarities when it comes to like layers and stuff but I don't know I, I've never used procreate to, I mean I've never used photoshop to draw but maybe someone would say different I, I just haven't <laughs> yeah I was talking to an illustrator a while ago and he was much older and he was talking about how he used to do it back in the day and how those layers that we have in procreate used to be pages of layers and it would like and they would do stacks on stacks of layers on actual sheets of paper i was like it just blew my mind out because i you know that of course that's how they used to do it but just hearing him yeah. talk about you know if they don't want that you just take out that layer i'm like we are so spoiled nowadays right right no that is crazy there is definitely a lot of similarities between the two apps when it comes to layers and stuff like that yeah. there is yeah. yeah so are there any art lessons that you have learned the hard way um, one thing I was thinking about is like definitely trying to plan beforehand. I mean, a lot of stuff that I do, like I do just wing it, like with these paintings behind me, I don't really plan out anything before. I just have the colors and I go with it. But I did get a request over quarantine to paint the inside of a retail store, one of the walls. So what I did first was that's actually how I started getting into these hearts. We like can't, I like came up with the idea and I knew I had to paint it on a wall. So first I practiced on canvas. And then my parents let me paint like a little wall in our house. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, the, the wall in the retail store wasn't that big. So I was able to figure it out and go ahead and do it. But then I got a request to paint like a 25 foot wall at a dance studio. And that I kind of just went with it. But I realized after like, it would have been better if I planned beforehand, like I could have taken a picture of the wall, put it in Photoshop, maybe like sized it out and mocked it up a bit because I don't think like I realized how many hearts I was going to have to do and <laughs> it was a lot and like my hands was hurting and I also like ran out of paint and ended up like being fine and working out and I did like learn my lesson the hard way realizing like you know for next time if I were ever to do like a large-scale mural again plan it out a bit more um so I guess like proper planning is like one thing that I should know for the future yeah, definitely. Yeah, murals are a whole different thing, but they're so much yeah. fun and they're I so know. they're so big and so they make for such a good picture. I have I feel like I've seen your heart stuff on Pinterest maybe or something. Maybe. I feel like there are a bunch of people out there doing hearts. I feel like I kind of put my own like spin on it though. 
But I have had my interns like constant every time I do a new painting, I have them help me upload everything to Pinterest. And that's another thing I was going to say, like, trying to get on all the social media platforms. So it's possible that you did see that would be great if you did. Yeah, I was just thinking too, like, in the background, I was like, that would make a really cool mural right before you said that. (laughs) So yeah, I I did. Maybe I've seen that before. (laughs) Yeah, I have done one. But yeah, I would love to do more. Like that is something that I feel like whenever I had like interviews, people would say like, what's one of your goals? And it was to paint a mural. I've only done those two. And the ones you were talking about earlier, the Winwood ones, I didn't paint those myself. But yeah, it, it was a lot harder than I had thought. Like painting <laughs> a mural is really difficult. <laughs> well, a lot of people would say that doing anything online is very difficult too. It's just a whole nother thing. It's almost a whole nother, yeah, yeah just a whole nother technique. Totally. So where do you get the majority of your commissions? So the painting venture has kind of been new for me. So I started this, I would say in August, and I just really posted on Instagram, posted on social media, and I started getting requests. And I've actually been like looking at my list to see how many I've been doing each month because it's kind of grown over time. But it's really mostly come from social media, mostly Instagram. I did say I've got a couple from TikTok that came over. I do try and post like my paintings to Pinterest and also LinkedIn. I try and use like every social media platform that I can. Um, Another thing that I did recently was I promoted some of those posts on Instagram where you can do like paid advertising. So you can click that blue button where it says promote. And I've actually gotten a lot of like followers and yeah, like new followers and maybe even some commissions from that. So you reach people that you like would not have otherwise reached by doing that. So that's something that I learned. I tried it out. It did well. And then I I promoted it again for like another month because I saw that it was doing well. And I think that you can like check your analytics to see how many people saved it and stuff like that. Okay. How how do you decide? Because I haven't dove into the ads yet. I was actually playing on it in January. I've done a bunch of that. Yeah. Okay. So you've you've gone into ads. Yeah. Do you have any tips for that? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm trying to think of how long I've been doing it. I think that like running ads, is really important and successful. I guess it depends because my business isn't just art focused. I also have like my online store as well. Mm -hmm. So there are different ads that you can run. You can run an ad for conversions, which will be like the the point of the ad is to get sales, but you can also run for traffic. So the point of that would be like to get new people coming to your website or your page. But like I was saying before, if you click the promote button, if you're a business account on Instagram and you could probably just pick like to it, for Instagram to automatically pick your target market. Um, I don't know, it's really been working for me. It'll reach people that you normally otherwise, and you'll, you'll, people will get that sponsored ad that says like, oh, Corey's profile, like click here to see more. And then, yeah, but I think ads are really. I I do, I do as well. I just, it's it's been on the to-do list for like two years. (laughs) I'm going to finally do it. It's not, and it's, it's like not as hard as you think. I mean, maybe that's just like, bias for me to say that because I've done it already but like you probably see all the time when you're scrolling through Instagram these sponsored ads and you stop and look at them like that could be you on someone else's page so true yeah some of those like online ads for clothing get me (laughs) I'm like yeah I want that (laughs) so they work on myself (laughs) exactly do you so for your for your audience on for ads do you so you let Instagram to or and or Facebook decide that for you or do you have I let Instagram I let Instagram decide it when I just ran the one that was on my Instagram profile when it was bringing other followers to my profile but when it's ads to go to my website and to shop specific products I do have specific audiences that you can like 
narrowed down by demographic or location. But you can also, if you have like a Shopify store, which I do, yeah. you can also narrow it down to like people who have visited your website in the past 30 days or people who have shopped on this specific URL in the past X amount of days. You can go like you can go so deep, deep like people who have saved your Instagram, you know, how you can click the little save button yeah. or people who have DM'd you, you can target all those people. So like <laughs> once you start doing it, you'll realize how these companies get you. So I also run ads that call are called product dynamic retargeting ads. So those are like the ads you'll see, like if you look at a shop and you're looking at a t-shirt and then the rest of the week you keep seeing that t-shirt, that's what it does. It basically will link that customer with the product on your website and it will retarget them for like X amount of days. So those ads I find really successful. If you have a Shopify store, like that's one that I really recommend running. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> you have motivated me to start, start. Doing yeah, you should do it. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. And I think it, I think it'll be a learning curve, but like procreate, you know, once you know, you know, yeah. like with that. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Do you have a favorite past project? Um, I would say I have a few, like the ones that you had brought up originally, the Wynwood walls. Um, I was able to, I didn't paint them, but I was able to create the designs that were painted as two huge murals in Miami. So that was like super exciting to see that. And over the summer, I designed um, a piece that was like um, blown up on a digital billboard at Penn Station in New York City. So that was also super exciting. Yeah, that's congrats. That's amazing. Thank you. And you're only 25. Oh my uh, God, that's amazing. Thank you. And then I just, something that's going to be coming out. So you guys should follow me on Instagram to see I'm going to be posting about this this week. But I designed and this I feel like you'll be you'll think is really cool because it went from digital. So I designed a car like a, a wrap, car wrap. So on my computer, like this small, I designed this piece that was now is printed on an entire car wrap. So like literally an entire car. It's like, I guess it's hard to explain. Yeah, but it's just no. crazy when I when I saw a picture of the car. I was like, I literally sat in front of my computers for hours designing that on Illustrator and Procreate and all of that. And now it's blown up on a car. So the entire car is wrapped with my design and is like driving around Westchester, New York. But I'm going to post about it this week because I'm going to like announce it. But that was, oh. that's really, was really cool to see. That's so cool. For like what, what company can you say? So it's for a cookie company. Um, it's for a baked Ooh. goods company. And like I did this like fun, bright, rainbow, colorful design. It's a cookie company that makes rainbow cookies. And I like sat at my computer it's like one of those things where it's like I didn't know what to do and I sat there for hours and I'm like I can't see this I can't see this and finally like when you get to the end and you love it and then you send it to the client and they're like oh my god this is perfect and then your day is like oh so relieved so it all it all worked out and I'm, I'm it's really cool once you guys will get to see it oh it's so cool I know exactly what you're talking about with the idea thing coming up with ideas is one of the hardest parts for me like mm -hmm. just, just let me paint you give me an idea and I'll paint it like, I know it's so much easier but coming up with an original design uh, but yeah congrats I That's know so funny. thank I'm, you and I'm I want to talk to you a little bit more about how you did that so how did you just have to get like yeah. really high resolution on your so <laughs> yeah, so when I'm you thinking use, about doing it with my car. So when you use Adobe Illustrator, everything's vector based, not pixel, not pixel based. So what that <laughs> basically means is like you can blow it up to no matter what size you want, and it'll still set stay high resolution. Photoshop's different. So that's why Adobe Illustrator is like 
in my opinion, like the way to go when you're like a graphic artist. And you guys can like look this stuff up online. It's like known that and Procreate isn't vector based. Sorry, I'm getting all like technical here. It's fine. But, yeah, it's good. So I designed it mostly on my computer on Illustrator. So the cookie company connects me with this car company and they had sent me over the template. So I had to design each side of the car. So the passenger side, the driver's side, top, front, back, and they sent me templates. So kind of like how I am used to designing, let's say a pair of leggings, how I have the right leg, the left leg, the waistband, and in, you know, I'm like used to working with templates. It was basically the same for the car. So I had to just work on like the art piece and like pop it into the templates, which was a lot like, it was ended up being difficult because I'm like a perfectionist and like I wanted everything to like look perfect on the car because you know it was going to be printed out heat like a lot bigger mm-hmm. and I'm working on my 15 inch screen um but yeah it ended up all like working out I'm happy to help if you ever have questions okay yeah I might just google as well and just how how do I yeah. how do I do that I want to do like giant pink paint splatters all over my white car it's it's awesome yeah you could probably get decals yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah not yeah. not really a full wrap but just a, de- a decal mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so what are some upcoming projects that you have going on what, what are you excited about um I'm excited about more commissions like every time I sell a commission painting and this is so new for me like it's only been a couple months and I'm like just kind of exploring the painting side of things but every time I get a commission it's so exciting and also like I'm sure you know when you like send a piece to someone and they like write back such a nice message you're like, oh my God, that like that feels so good. Like someone's buying it for their loved one that they're going to hang in their room. Or, you know, someone reached out to me that their daughter's bat mitzvah was canceled three times because of the pandemic. And all she's been asking for is a painting for me to hang in her room. And like, that's so special to me. So I'm like, so excited to like create these upcoming commissions that I'm working on. And I just hope to like keep painting because I love it and it makes me so excited. I also ordered like these big wooden surfboard pieces that I want to paint. And I don't know, try and get like into more interior design and wall art and that side of things because I'm just starting to explore it, but I really love it. All the things, all the artsy things. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Okay. So my last question for you, and I will let you go and go on to your busy day, <laughs> is is there any advice that you want to give artists who want to make art their full-time career but have no idea where to start? Mm-hmm. So I think it's a lot of trial and error, especially like in the beginning of me starting to paint, I didn't know what I was doing. I got some canvas, I got some paint, and I would watch like YouTube videos also for hours on how to ship out canvas and how to pack things up and what supplies to get. So it was definitely a lot of trial and error. And you're not going to like learn anything unless you try it. So I would recommend like going on YouTube, you can also look up different hashtags of things you'd like to do, even on TikTok, like you can look up pop art and scroll through and see what other artists are creating stuff like that to maybe give you inspiration or ideas so that's kind of like a good way to start but yeah definitely trial and error i also think that once you do start it's important to post on like all social media platforms try and like stick with the trends and get on instagram and reels i know it's like a lot to keep up with but i would say try your best to try and get your work out there with the social media because it really works it does. And, yeah. you know, it's 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 definitely not a instant gratification kind of a thing. Like, I remember I was doing Reels for a couple of months, and then finally mm-hmm. someone messaged me. He's like, hey, I found you on Reels. You, you came up yeah. with a thing, and now I want to buy something from you. I'm like, it's yeah. working. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It, that's like, that stuff makes me so excited. I, like, posted one of my Instagram ads. Someone had came to me from there, ended up ordering two paintings, ended up emailing me. She's like, you're my favorite vendor now. And 
Like none of this would have happened without Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And making those investments in money and yeah. or time, you know, it just takes exactly. a lot of time to learn. Mm -hmm. awesome. Totally. Well, I have so enjoyed getting to know you. And now I know the face behind Corey Page Designs that I follow on Instagram all the time. I know you too. Thanks yeah. for having me. This was so fun. Sure thing. I, uh, this episode will come out exactly a week from today and I'll send you all okay. the links and everything. Perfect. But, yeah, it was really, really great to talk to you. Thank you again. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Have a good day. You too. This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process. From coming up with an idea, to finding a wall to paint it on, to pitching your ideas to businesses, and finally, of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals, the pitching, the whole bit. And now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am art by Andrea Earhart. I will gladly share your art on my Instagram story with a reach of over 60,000 as a thank you for helping us grow this Artist Academy community. And speaking of community, if you would like to be a part of our absolutely free and very encouraging community on social media, just head over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy, and I will see you next week.